You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome in to Minor Talk. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis. Together, we bring you Minor Talk after every UTEP football game and men's basketball game. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency with seven locations across El Paso. Visit riseup915.com to enter for some awesome giveaways with the Oscar Arieta Agency. They're going to be giving away a signed and framed autographed jersey by Hall of Famer Tim Hardaway when he was with the Miami Heat. They're going to be giving that one away at the Saturday, November uh, 12th game for UTEP men's basketball. Their home opener against New Mexico State. So be on the lookout, OscarArietaAgency.com or visit RiseUp915.com to learn more. Middle Tennessee disappoints UTEP 20... uh, uh, 24-13 on homecoming night. And, uh, yeah, this is a tough one right here for a lot of people. Uh, it was 10-10 at the half. And then um, things really started to open up for, you know, uh, Middle Tennessee in this game. And it was disappointing for the Miners in how they came out for this one. Uh, I really thought three plays or three different things uh, changed this game. First off. Out of the third quarter, on the first drive, Trent Thompson was wide open, dropped a touchdown. That led two plays later, led to an interception thrown by Gavin Hardison, Middle Tennessee, capitalized off that and they scored a touchdown right away. UTEP then turned the ball over on downs at the Middle Tennessee 25 yard line. Instead of kicking a field goal, it would have been a long one. It would have probably been a 50 yarder uh, at that point. But instead of kicking a field goal there, they turned the ball over on downs. And then uh, a drive later, the Miners drive all the way downfield. It's a Tyron Smith touchdown pass from Gavin Hardison. Um, you know, And uh, they, they execute on this really nice pass Passing play was from 15 yards out, but no pass interference. It took it take the uh, it took the touchdown off the board, and instead the miners had to settle for a field goal. Um, yeah, that was a that was a tough one right there. A lot of minor fans were really disappointed. And then the the play right after that, or the first play for Middle Tennessee, it's blown coverage by the secondary. Middle Tennessee capitalizes off a 75 yard touchdown, and UTEP never comes back in this game. It felt like UTEP was always playing from behind in this game. They were always trying to inch back against Middle Tennessee, and as soon as UTEP got the Blue Raiders where they wanted them, a tie game, they folded. They weren't able to capitalize on anything. This was a boring game. This was disappointing for the Miners coming off a big win last week against Florida Atlantic, and now after taking uh, a step forward again, this team takes another step back, and we still don't know what to make about uh, of this team, or if they will get to a bowl game. Now, They've got three games left on their radar. They've got a road game at Rice next Thursday. Then it's a home game senior day against Florida International, who's a lot better now. This is not a gimme anymore. And then they close out the season on the road against UTSA. I don't know what to make of the Miners. They are now 4-5 and five on the season. Yeah, I know there is a lot of parity across Conference USA, but there's no excuse. Miners should have won this game. They, um, you know, they played in a real disappointing fashion and uh, Middle Tennessee they simply wanted it more they entered this one 0-3 in conference play and they're leaving El Paso with the big victory under their belt 
Yeah, and Middle Tennessee didn't really make uh, many, if any, mistakes. I, I, no, I'll say uh, many, because there were a couple on their end. But at this time of the season, when that margin for error um, becomes a lot slimmer, you got to be able to capitalize um, you know, on opportunities and also not make mistakes. And, and they made way too many this game that costed them. And I, I think there's kind of a recurring theme where there's um, big plays that get taken away from either just lack of awareness or a just not being disciplined on offense. I mean, we look at that touchdown with um, was it Tyron Smith against New Mexico? The, yep. That um, I think it was a touchback. It wound up being that, and then also a Ray Flores touchdown that got called back because of a penalty. We look at a Akari's fumble near the goal line, right? And then also today Man. a touchdown taken back. All of those are touchdowns, Adrian. That's a potential 28, 35 points that this offense could have an extra total on the season, I guess, if you want to put it that way. But they're really, really not helping themselves out when they're not capitalizing. And then today with Tyron Smith, that's another one. So that's uh, six touchdowns. But do with that what you will. they got to be able to capitalize on those things because this is where we find out who's real and who isn't. If you're able to to put a staple on it and move forward with these big plays and, and solidify some points for your team, you need those points. And if you can't do that, this is what's going to happen. I would say that if you had to look objectively at UTEP season this year, you'd probably pinpoint the New Mexico 27-10 loss as their worst loss of the season. The only, the, the only loss that you kind of give them a, a pass for is their 45-13 loss at Oklahoma. Okay, you you overlook that one right there. But this one right here, this 24-13 loss, it kind of reminded me of their 31-13 loss against North Texas in their home opener. Mm -hmm. Uh, It reminded me of that one because I simply thought the Miners were flat. Um, It it was the little things that they just couldn't do right. It was, you know, the the block that they needed to make here or there. It was their offensive line picking up on some of those blocks. It was penalties. that It felt like the Miners had way too many penalties at inopportune times. In fact, in this game, eight penalties for 67 yards throughout this one. Um, you know, just just some uh, uncharacteristic mistakes by the Miners. Felt like they weren't as locked in as they were against uh, Florida Atlantic. And now, as a result, it puts the Miners in a must-win situation on the road at Rice. That's a tough place yeah. to be. It's a short week for the Miners. They only have two real practices here in El Paso before they get on the road, and it's a Thursday night kickoff. Uh, I don't know what to make of that game right there, but I'll tell you this, it's going to be, you know, forget the practices, forget all the game plan and everything. This is just two teams, whoever's better is going to win on Thursday night, and that's just kind of how it's going to be. And there's a a half game that separates these two teams when it comes down to it. Rice now uh, a 4-4. Uh, two and two in league play after falling today to Charlotte. Surprisingly, I, I think Rice is a lot better than that. But that just goes to show that this Rice team. Um, I'm trying to see who they beat last week. I, you know what? They beat UAB if I'm not mistaken. Let me just make sure. Yeah, they beat UAB a couple weeks ago, 28 to 24. So this team can hang with the best of them, but we see that they can, um, you know, fall with the lowest of them with Charlotte. But either way, you're taking on a Rice team who, in standing, is not far from you, and also they're coming off a, a disappointing 
and loss as well. They want to prove something in, at home. And traditionally, Adrian, the Miners do not do well in uh, in Houston. Hey, Sal, I'm going to give you three plays, okay? okay? Is it, okay, number one, the Trent Thompson drop touchdown. And that, I mean, he was wide open. He could have walked into the end zone the way that uh, he basically had it. Hardison, perfect pass, hit him right in the numbers and just couldn't hang on. That's the first play. Number two, UTEP as a team turning the ball over on downs inside Middle Tennessee territory uh, when they were down. I think at this point they were down 17-10. So it was a nice drive that the Miners had. They turned the ball over on downs. Or was it the blown coverage, Middle Tennessee 75-yard touchdown? Which Those are all self-inflicted. I'm going to throw out the pass interference penalty. All those things that I mentioned right there are self-inflicted things that the Miners had go against them. Which of those are is the most disappointing to you? Uh, the Thompson drop because yeah. they take the lead with that one. Yeah, they do. And, and they set the tone coming out of the half, exactly. right? Exactly, and they haven't scored a touchdown on their first possession uh, to open up the second half at all. All year? All Man, year. That's and bad. That, that's, that's extremely tough, and this is traditionally a third-quarter team that does not perform well. And you have a chance to break that um, persona, identity, I guess, however you want to call it. They have a chance to break that by getting a touchdown against a team who's who's a you know a quality caliber like Middle Tennessee. But still, though, it didn't happen. I think that was probably the most self-inflicting one. Our telephone number tonight is 915-505-6009. That's the telephone number to get into the show. Don't know how minor talk will be tonight. I mean, there were only 10,727 fans. It was worse than that afternoon kickoff. And we all laughed and joked about how afternoon kickoffs are bad. This was homecoming night. This is Halloween weekend. Mm -hmm. Families are looking for things to do, and they could only draw 10,727 fans. That was very, I mean, the on-field product was disappointing, but the the on-the-stands outcome and and the attendance number, that was brutal right there for UTEP. That's alarming. This is homecoming weekend. That's alarming right there. That's that's where I'm like, What's going on here? Yeah, but I also look at um, at what kind of led up to it. You know, they had a chance to get some more butts in the seats, and they failed to do that when they dropped one to a Louisiana Tech. Yeah, why uh, am I surprised, Sal? Yeah. Why am I surprised? I mean, this unfortunately, the, for the fan side of things, they haven't been, um, you know, they, they haven't been welcomed in a sense. And if I was a fan who's kind of on the fence uh, about going to this game, I probably would have just elected to watch it on ESPN Plus and, and save me from actually heading out to the Sun Bowl and, and seeing this one in person. So uh, I, I understand what you're saying there. Uh, I'm interested to hear from fans. we got a lot of tweets to get to, a lot of upset fans for sure. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009 to get into the program. We're going to start things off today with Kevin. We're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. Middle Tennessee defeats UTEP 24-13. Kevin, good evening. What's going on, man? What's up, Agent? What's up, Sal? How y'all doing? Kevin, we're hanging in. What do you think of this game? Oh, man, it was very embarrassing, you know, very, very embarrassing. And it wasn't just the officiating. I thought it was also a little bit of play calling as well. But, man, like you just said right now, Adrian, I kind of wish I stayed home and watched it on ESPN Plus, you know, because, like, looking at this game, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. You know, a lot of things went wrong, you know, from the offensive standpoint. I I don't understand that fourth and ten call when you have Gavin Bakley, one of the, the Conference USA's best kicker. And you decide to go for it. And not only that, you run. I mean, the play was broken, but Gavin just decides to run in, you know, for a scramble on the play. And I'm just confused. 
I'm sitting there as a fan and I'm confused. I'm like, why do you even call that? You know, but other than that, man, we have to win these next three games. Honestly, I think all three games are a must win. Even UCSA is going to have to be a must win guys. I, I, I mean, we don't have a, we don't have a tough or we have a very hard game against Rice, you know, coming up on Thursday and they got their butts whooped by Charlotte, a very bad Charlotte team in my opinion. So I don't know, guys. I, I'm trying to remain hopeful, but it's very hard at this point. Very hard. Yeah, I mean, do they get to a bowl game, in your opinion? I think so. Look, I'm picking them to beat Rice, surprisingly. I'm also picking them to beat FIU, but I don't think we, I don't see this team beating UTSA. You know, I hope they prove me wrong, but I just don't see them beating UTSA. So, yes, I think we barely sneak into that bowl category. Okay. All right, Kevin. Uh, Kevin, real quick, out of the three things that I mentioned right there, uh, I mentioned the Trent Thompson drop touchdown. I mentioned uh, the pa- the pa- the uh, passing play for um, Middle Tennessee that was the 75-yard touchdown. Uh, of those that I mentioned right there, oh, and the turnover on downs, which you mentioned, which was the most disappointing, self-inflicted, um, you know, I guess, thing that the Miners had on their end. No disrespect to Trent Thompson, but man, that was a walk-in touchdown. I watched. I was right there on the twenty-yard line, guys, and I saw it firsthand. I'm like, I saw it. You know, I saw the pass. I'm like, oh, perfect, a play-action bootleg. Gavin's bread and butter, and he dropped the pass. And I'm like, man, that's gonna kill the game. I looked at my dad. I'm like, that's gonna kill the game right there. And fortunately, it kind of did. So that's gonna be my play, guys. Yeah, I get you. All right, Kevin. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much, and have a great Thanks, night. Guys. Hang in there. All right. Hey, I uh, appreciate Kevin joining us here on the show. We got one line available if you'd like to weigh in, 915-505-6009 to get into Minor Talk. Uh, we are presented by the Oscar ID at the agency. La- later on in the show, we'll get to our awards here and we'll pay some bills. Let's go to Twitter real quick before we get back to the phone lines. Uh, if you want to get in on the show, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. This one, Joe Woodyard tweets the show punting it with five minutes to go in down two scores dot 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 just raise the white flag and be done with the game uh utep minetto checks in the entire first quarter play calling it's so obvious our team starts off with a super super slow turtle power um also checking in is pinky you can't let a weaker team get into your house and get a victory like tonight defensive back 32 elijah johnson terrible and off Offensive lineman 54, Stephen Hubbard, missed key blocks, drops, still lack of team speed, and very obvious. I'm very upset. Going to be hard to win out and go to a bowl. Hashtag minor talk. Well, Pinky, fortunately for you, uh, since you're a minor fan, UTEP does not need to win out. However, they're not going to win that last game. You have to win the next two games. It makes the next two games must-win situations. And if UTEP's ever in a, in a position where their back's against the wall and they have to win two games like this, I don't know if I like their chances, Sal. Yeah, because we've seen how often uh, you know they're posed with a challenge like this, and unfortunately, they don't come out on top. We've, we've seen it last year with uh, some big games. Correct me if I'm wrong, was it Florida International that, that snapped the win streak and everything kind of went on a downward spiral um, at that point last year? And then to open things up this year, you have a chance to make a statement against uh, North Texas, and I say this almost every episode too, but, sure. um, but seriously though, I mean, these are big, big games that they got to win. And unfortunately, it seems like the biggest win uh, 
in um, uh, for Demel in Conference USA, there's two of them. I'll reel off the one to solidify bowl eligibility last year against Louisiana Tech. That one. And then Charlotte getting your win on the East Coast for the first time ever. But that's about it. Yeah, that's when, right. And when we look at what Charlotte's done this year, yeah, they, they got a big win today against Rice. But... I mean, still though, you gotta you, you want to be in that top tier or at least that top half where they kind of entered today. They were on the brink of that, and they they fell back in the bottom half. So they they gotta they gotta win these games. It, it's like they're the best of the bad teams right now, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. And I, I think that's a bad thing because UTEP, has, even though they beat Boise, even though they beat Florida Atlantic, they have to prove that they can actually string along some more wins, especially when they really need it. Like tonight, they needed this win and they couldn't get it. It was a disappointing loss against a team uh, that was that started off zero and three in conference play. Let's keep things moving on the phone lines and burn through some phone calls 915-505-6009 Adam's joining us next from the east side of El Paso Adam good evening what's going on hey how's it going guys Adam we're hanging in how about yourself doing the same I uh just a few comments um I guess you know going down 10-0 you know got to give them credit for for fighting back I, I really didn't think they would put to, uh, together that drive in the second half to tie it up that was nice backbreaker missing it right there you know easy catch easy touchdown beginning of the second half um the only thing that really bothers me about utep's offense is the temp the tempo is so slow it makes everything so predictable the offense has their chance just to do whatever they want you know i mean they could practically take a water break before the miners snap the ball <laughs> that, that's a good one okay i got you it, you know it, it, it's it, you know it, it, it's almost you know, even the way they snap the ball, even the way they hand the ball off, everything is so slow about the way that they do everything. And it drives me absolutely nuts. And so, you know, you have good running backs, you have some, you know, receivers that can catch the ball. But I still don't think that the tempo that UTEP runs its offense is, you know, it, it's not anything that's going to scare any defenses into, into anything, you know. And, it's almost, you know, football teams take the form of what their coaches do. And I was just listening to Coach Dimmel after the game. I don't know whether he's disappointed. I, I, I mean, yeah, he almost sounded just so chill and just laid back about the whole thing. And I'm just like, that's his personality, and that's the personality at which, you know, the team moves, the, the ball, the, everything. And, and it's just I, I would have, you know, as a coach, I, I probably would have almost just rather gotten thrown out of the game by having the official, like just chewing the official up. After the PI call? The yeah, game. sure. Why not? You know, why not get thrown out of the game? I mean, what is there to lose at that point in time? You know, and so it's just so passive. And so I don't blame the players. I, I blame I blame the coaching. And, and, and I think... When UTEP did have some success moving the ball, they did it at a little bit of a quicker pace. Um, Conference USA refs, horrible. You know, no no excuses for that. Horrible. You know, you missed a field goal call last week. You know, you gave them an extra try. 
take six points off the board. I would have loved to see what would have happened when both teams tied at 17 and then and then from there made the best team win. Well, I don't know, Adam. I, I still think that we never saw UTEP even inch close. I mean, yeah, sure, they, they tied things up at the half and they had multiple opportunities. You say tie the game at 17, but UTEP should have been leading early on into that third quarter. They should have gra- they should have held on to a lead and, and all of that. So I, I just think that UTEP had way too many missed opportunities despite allowing that late touchdown um, this game was a lot closer than I thought and UTEP just did not capitalize on anything um, that they could I mean think about that fumble they they force a fumble it's Tyrese Knight who forces a fumble UTEP can't even turn around and capitalize off that turnover they have to punt it back right away to Middle Tennessee that 13 points at home against Middle Tennessee is inexcusable on homecoming night after a win against Florida Atlantic that tells me this team came out flat and uh, yeah it's a disappointing loss for a lot of minor fans and uh, fans should hold them accountable for this loss right here that they, they drops them to 4-5 and five on the season. Let's keep things moving here on Minor Talk. Uh, really appreciate the phone call there from Adam. Uh, our telephone number 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into the show. I like your text there, Sal. Uh, let's go to Alex who's joining us next on the phone lines. 915-505-6009. We just freed up one phone line so if you've been trying to get into Minor Talk you could do so now. Alex, what's going on? How's uh, how's everything going tonight? Hey, boys. I just got home from the game. Um, it was enjoyable. I mean, uh, I took my, my god kids out there tonight, and they wore their costumes. Um, it was nice. I mean, the, the staff put on a good show. Sadly, we did not get the win, obviously. But I can say this is uh, Hankins ran like a beast. And he had some really good runs. Hankins is, is someone that I would hope that we can continue to you know, look look towards and you know build our offense towards and, and, and continue to try and go off of him, whether it be, you know, halfback draws or, you know, some, some screens. I love Hankins, man. He he's a great guy that we can try and continue to work towards. Yeah, I agree with you there, Alex. Hey, real quick, Deion Hankins, great game. 68 yards on the ground, didn't get the ball enough. I thought he had a great game. Yeah, man, it's the same thing almost like uh, I don't want to, you know, change too much far, but, you know, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Jones, it's like give him the ball, man. You know, let's give him the ball and and give him the chance to make make something happen. But, gosh, uh, it's one of those that as a minor fan for years, you should have won it. We should have won this game, but. You have to also, you know, tip your hat off to Middle Tennessee. They fought hard, man. They, that's a good team. That's a good team right there. And, you know, we should have won this game. We should have won this game. And we had so many chances and opportunities. But I just want to say, you know, hats off to the athletic department for putting on what they did this week and then last week with the, the military and, you know, all the stuff that they had in the concourse and stuff like that or whatever, it, it truly is a good fan experience. I, I feel bad for the people that don't go out to the games because you're missing out. You guys are truly missing out on our athletic department and, and what they're trying to put on because it, it is a fun experience, you know, and it, it's enjoyable, you know, take kids out and, and walk around the concourse and see the history with what they've done. And it's nice, you know, and yeah, you want to win the game. You want to win the games and, you want to, you know, celebrate these games, but at the same time, it's it's a nice time to bring your family out. It's a nice time to bring your kids out. You know, it's something to do. And whatever people are doing tonight, enjoy yourself. But, you know, to cheer on the minors, to, to, to be loud for defense. Um, my uh, godson's favorite uh, defensive players is praise. 
you know, he's great. Uh, there's many others that are also great as well, but he just loves that guy. He goes after it. He, and the, the entire minor defense is, is trying to fight. And, you know, I wish we could have come with some more stops and made some more plays on offense. But all I can say is this to the athletic department, thank you. Thank you guys for, for putting out a good product and, you know, trying your best for this, you know, Halloween night with the trick-or-treating. It was fun, you know. We, we wish we could have won, but to listen to Teich at the end of the night and to listen to you guys as well, it brings me back to when I was a kid, you know. Sadly, we did not win <laughs> as much as it is like when I was a kid. But There you go. I'm say, you know, to you guys, is hats off to you guys for putting in the work. And God willing, man, I really pray that we're – bowl eligible at the end of the year that would be awesome because i want to go see these guys play in albuquerque or new orleans wherever we go well, hopefully we can go out there but i can say this the minor spot did not perform completely the way we wanted them to but we're going to keep fighting minors so to all the fans and to all the people and all the families remember that Yep, there you go, Alex. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, I got to get to some other calls, Alex. So uh, we'll, we'll keep moving on. But uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think, look, you're you're a minor diehard. You're some of those. Uh, you're one of those fans who calls us and tells us that they enjoy the games, that they'll go to the games no matter what, that they uh, ex- you know appreciate the fan experience. Um, I remember you know come, going to every single minor game, win or lose, when I was a kid as a fan, and uh, I can understand where your god god kids. Uh, really experience a, a good time out there. But for a lot of other minor fans, they found this one real disappointing. And, um, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying as far as them fighting, but I disagree completely. I don't think Middle Tennessee is a good team. Um, this is a, I know this is a team that ended up beating Miami earlier this year, but look at what they've done recently. They dropped three games against uh, some of the top teams in Conference USA. Then they come into UTEP and they beat the Miners. What does that say about UTEP in, in the conference? Well, it says that they're they're not there. They're not among the top teams in this league. And does that warrant you to go to a bowl game right there? Well, UTEP is going to have to prove to everybody across the league, across their fan base, uh, that they can actually win some games. They're going to have to go on the road and win some games to try to get to a bowl eligibility for a second straight year. Let's keep things moving. Let's go back to the phones. It's David who's joining us next on the phones, 505-6009. David, good evening. What's up? How's it going? Going fine, David. How are you? David, uh, embarrassing, embarrassing. Uh, let me let me tell you what I got from the from the from the game. Uh, that uh, just so frustrating. Uh, the top, the Thompson drop. Okay, by himself. It's it's all mental. All that is mental. The offense, very boring, very boring. I can, in fact, I could call the place where, where, where the play is going. Uh, the defense, uh, the corner number 32, Yeah, he should, he, he should have been benched, period. Well, they don't and have any other of- options. David, they don't have any other option. Elijah Johnson's playing for them because they need him. Mm-hmm. So they don't have any other corners? Not, not that they can play at that level, unfortunately for them, mm-hmm. no. Okay, uh, let's see. What else? Uh, it, it it's very hard to go. You know, uh, I saw it on ESPN Plus. Sure. Uh, and the defense tries. Okay, 
but th- they're lacking speed on, on on the defensive ends. They're too slow. Too slow. The linebackers are too slow. They uh, the defensive backs. They that's a that touchdown that that uh, MT got seventy five yards. Who who's got that guy? Who who, who you know you got him. no, you know that's that's mental focus, and I blame the coaches fifty percent, and I blame the the players fifty percent because it's how you practice. That's the way you're gonna play. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, hey, David. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, let's keep things moving. Sorry, we got to keep things moving here on the show. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Let's keep things moving. Go to Louie, who's joining us next on the phone lines nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Miners drop this one to Middle Tennessee twenty four thirteen. Louie, good evening. What's going on? What's happening? Um, couple things. Um, you know, the gentleman a few calls ahead of me hit it right on the head. And it's funny because my son and I were discussing it on the phone earlier. You know, what's up with them all? I mean, the guy, like, you know, like he's almost a corpse after the game. You know, um, Nick Saban, even when they win, he's upset. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, you can understand why the team is the way it is. You know, he's been here three years. The team is still making the same mistakes. Um, the offense, there's just no sense of urgency. You know, and it just really bothers me. Now, you know, if you go down swinging, I can take that. But if you go down just giving up, I have a huge issue with that. You know, and I think that's what the problem is with this team. Are you upset you know? they, they punted it late in the game instead of going for it on fourth down? Is that where you, this is kind of stemming from? No, actually, you know, this is stemming from just both throughout the whole year. I mean, from North Texas. I mean, it, it, it was almost identical to the North Texas game. Yeah, I, I said that earlier. I agree with you completely. Yeah, and, and you know, we also had a draw pass for a touchdown. I mean, you know, it's a situation to where I'm like, what's going on? You know, I mean, you know, it's just a situation to where I think fans just get tired of it. Um, And you had another caller that said, you know, go out there. It's a great time. You know, it's an investment. You know, when you buy a ticket, that's an investment. You want to invest in a good product and you want something back from that. You know what I mean? And people are getting that back. So that's why you only have 10,000 fans. I mean, geez, we couldn't even fill the Don Haskins Center. You know, sure, so, sure. you know, the problem is just the lack of, you know, execution, the lack of motivation, the lack of urgency. You know, when you talk to Demo after a win, he's the same. You talk to him after a loss, he's the same. I don't picture this man getting upset at practice and, you know, tearing into these guys. And, you know, and that's funny because I told my son, I remember when Haskins was coaching, you know, we would have a great win, and the next day he was mad because well, we didn't do great on defense. We could have done better on rebounding, and you know, but that's why Haskins' teams were so great. Sure, you know, because of the fact that he was never satisfied, and this man just seems like he's satisfied with what whatever, you know. So you know, I don't see him going to a bowl game. To be honest with you, um, wow, I wish I could be more, you know. Uh, 
optimistic about it, but I really don't. I mean, they're not going to beat UTSA, that's for sure. I have a hard time seeing them beating Rice, even though Rice lost today. Um, so, you know, it's going to be kind of tough. I'm going to be rooting for them, of course. But, you know, we just need a coach that's going to get in there and get on these guys for missing the simple path. That is a turnaround play right there. That's a turnaround play. We score. We're up ahead. We're coming into the third quarter ahead of the game. You know what I mean? And we got all that motivation. When you drop a pass like that, it just takes the air out of the, out of the fans, out of the team, just like North Texas when Tyron Smith dropped that pass. Yep. It's the same thing. I mean, he's been here for three years, and it's the same thing over and over and over. And he, he has a quarterback who's been here for three years, and it's over, same thing over and over and over. So, you know. I get you. I get you, Louie. Hey, I got to keep moving, man. I, I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate you weighing in on the show. I just got to get to some more callers here on the phones. 915-505-6009. Let's keep it moving. Let's go to George, and let's keep things moving here. Middle Tennessee defeats UTEP 24-13. George, give me your thoughts. You know what? Uh, I just lost my voice at the game. Uh, I I cheered as hard as I could. I'm disappointed, uh, and, and uh, I think uh, – once again, the refs played a big part in, in deflating not only the players, but, but the fans. Uh, that was some horrible calling. Uh, Conference USA has got to do something about these refs because this is ridiculous. I mean, not only that, but as a player, I, see, I, 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 I get out and, and I see my stadium half full when it's homecoming. You know, what, what, kind, of, what kind of motivation do I need to play? I mean, and then you see your coach, and and he really doesn't. He's like lackadaisical, and the the play calling was was some somewhat subpar. There was some glimmer of hope, and and it just deflates you as as a as a fan to go out there and and a team that could that was beatable comes in and and, and beats you, and it's just frustrating, you know. I, I hear some of the fans talking. Uh, previous to what uh, when I called, and and I totally agree. I think uh, I think this team takes on the coach's uh, personality, and and there's no sense of urgency. There's no sense of uh, wanting to to win. I mean, honestly, we had ample opportunities, and we left a lot of points on on the field, and it, it just it was unacceptable. That that one horrible call, that that should have uh, demo should have gotten thrown out. For for uh, harassing the ref or, or something, you know, not not just you know do nothing about it. It, it was just it shows a, a wrong message to your players. You know, fight the good fight, you know, and that was a good fight, you know, because Ray did not pick. That was a, a totally legitimate play, and it got called back again. You know, it's just horrendous, horrible. Conference USA refs are just horrible. <laughs> 
Yeah, they and they really are, George. I completely understand you. Uh, Conference USA refs messed things up last week. Conference USA refs back again this week and messing things up once again. The one thing that you have to say about Conference USA refs is they are very consistent uh, in, in what they do as far as making calls. Hey, uh, appreciate the phone call, George. Thanks for weighing in on the show. If you've been waiting to get on with us here on Minor Talk, we freed up a couple phone lines. You can give us a call right now, 915-505-600. We've got two phone lines available, 915-505-6009. If you want to talk about this one, let's go to our fall intern. It's UTEP Zay, who's next on the phone lines. Zay, what would you think about this game? Well, I just want to start off. um, That last caller, I do understand that, um, you know, the refs were bad. But still, even after that uh, that P.I., you're still only down by four. And you come out and you give up a 75-yard touchdown. That really changes the whole game in my opinion, you know? Sure. I think you still had a chance no matter what. I mean, you get a stop there, boom, you're really in that game. Yet, you know, the defense, they come out, a lot of Johnson gets beat. I think that's. I think that was the, that was the biggest uh, difference in this game. Yeah, because look at this. I mean, you, you hit the field goal. It's a long field goal as well. All you have to do is hold on defensively. If you uh, hold on defensively, you get the ball back. You march the ball down the field, and then you have a chance to score a touchdown to not tie the game, but to actually win the game right there. They're they're down 17-13, and the, uh, the coverage really, you know, it's a blown coverage by the defense. The defense had been sharp all the way up into that point, I thought, in this game, and that was their biggest problem is they, they allowed the big play in this game and middle tennessee capitalized on the big play all night lane jalen lane he torched utep seven catches 147 receiving yards and a touchdown uh that 75 yard touchdown was big and then he had a lot of nice punt returns as well i mean he had a punt return for a touchdown that was uh, that was called back because of holding but uh zay you're completely right i thought that last drive was uh was real tough for that utep defense which had been good it, it just it just broke today it just could not hold uh this uh you know this passing game for Middle Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, I think that we've seen a trend with this UTEP defense. You know, if a team, if the offense, the opposing offense, if they go quick, I mean, it's 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 hard for that team to stop them. You know, if they they're going at an up tempo and a pass heavy team, UTEP will usually have some trouble with those teams. You know, you saw that with Charlotte, Louisiana Tech. So some things need to be changed um, for Thursday, but. You know, it'd be the most UTEP thing to win Thursday. It really would. Yep, that's right. And, hey, Zay, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, do you see this team becoming bowl eligible, or, or are you now a little bit more skeptical than before? Um, I just – I don't. I really don't. It's it's such a hard schedule coming, you know. Yeah, you get to buy, but that Rice team, they're very improved from last year. Florida International, they have a, a – they changed starting quarterbacks. They've been on a roll since, and then – UTSA is UTSA, so I just I think five and seven at best. Oh man! All right, okay, Zay. Hey, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for uh, for you calling in and for your coverage this past week with us in UTEP football. Let's go to Ronnie, who's joining us next on the phone lines five zero five six zero zero nine. Ronnie, good evening, man. What's going on? Hey man, what's going on? Uh, we're doing fine, Ronnie. We're hanging in. Um, not much is going on here. Homecoming week and only uh, 10,700 fans out at the Sun Bowl tonight. I can't be surprised, though. I mean, I don't know why people are freaking out. I mean, they knew this was going to happen. This is this is who UTEP is. They've shown it since the beginning of the season. And, you know, I know they 
sucking some wins here and there. But, you know, when they get away from their game plan, we can talk about having Hardison throw the ball 25, maybe 26 times. That, that's a winning formula. When he goes above that number, it's ugly for him. And, and you know, he throws tonight for 34 attempts, completes 55 of his passes, throws another pick, which could have easily been a pick six if the kid doesn't trip himself. You know, very true. Um, very and 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 look at his touchdown to interception ratio right now. I think it's, it's ten touchdowns man. to eight and interceptions. He's, he's got he's got five picks in the last three games. He's got five picks and four touchdowns. Like you're not going to beat anybody like that. Not when people are fighting for their you know bowl future and got a chance to get there and they want to. Like you're just not going to beat anybody when you're turning the ball over like that. Which is why I can't jump down the kid's throat for dropping the pass. It's like. Okay, he dropped a pass, but how many times has Harden let down the team in the offense with the Pixie skills? Okay, so so I asked this earlier. I asked this earlier, Ronnie, but out of the disappointing things that UTEP did, I'm not talking about the pass interference, but the things that UTEP did, it was the drop touchdown, it was the interception by Hardison, it was the uh, decision to go for it fourth and ten inside middle Tennessee territory instead of kicking a field goal, it was the blown coverage defensively allowing that 75-yard touchdown, which to you was the most disappointing by UTEP? Uh, going for them fourth and ten. If you if you run a better play or or, or kick the field goal, the the late touchdown <clears throat> probably doesn't even happen. The PI doesn't even happen. Like you you can control your own destiny right there. Um, like if you if you're gonna go for it, there's no way in hell I'm going for it fourth and ten, and I'm trusting Gavin Hardison to try to get me ten yards on the ground. That ain't happening. You got to have a play call where you're throwing to the sticks to one of your receivers. Something, man, a post pattern, a crossing pattern, something, because there's no way in hell that is that is what you're going to run in that situation. Like, the dude is not Johnny football, not even close. So what are we talking about? Like, that right. doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah, like, that to me is like, throw the ball to the, like, you're letting him throw the ball all season. So now the time, this won't get by each other. When he should throw the ball, he, he doesn't. When he shouldn't be throwing the ball, he is. Like, what is going on here? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, that, that to me is the most disappointing play of the game, man. Because like, there's a way to pick that up, and there's a way to go down fighting where we can accept it as fans. But Gavin Hardison stumbling out of bounds and trying to stretch for that, you know, proverbial inch ain't. You know, that's that's like the most UTEP thing. That's the freaking epitome of the season, right there. That's exactly what it is: stretch for an inch and come up short. I mean, that seems about right. So, what's their final record, Ronnie? I've been saying all along, they don't deserve to go to a bowl. They won't go to a bowl. I don't think they'll beat. Uh, look, you got to win, what, two out of three games? Yep. You know? Rice um, on the road, Florida International at home, yeah. and UTSA on the road? Yeah, I don't, I don't like it for them, man. I, I really don't like it. I, I don't I don't, I don't. don't see them getting two out of the three wins. I mean, their back's against the wall. Who can they stop when it matters? And more importantly, has there ever been a time throughout this season when we said we can trust Gavin Hardison. Hell, he threw for 320 yards against La Tech, and that looks great, except, oh, he had three picks. So, I mean, you, you've had a quarterback that you can't trust all season. You apparently can't trust his backups. So, why would you why would you expect him to win two out of three when you got a quarterback man, that you just can't freaking trust? <laughs> I mean, it's as simple as that. You can't. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to argue that, Ronnie. It really is. Um, I I hear you, man. Hey, uh, I appreciate the phone call, Ronnie. It's always great to talk to you as always, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening this week against Rice. Sounds good. Ah. Okay.
All right. Uh, that's Ronnie joining us here on the phone lines. Let's get it back to Twitter real quick before we get back to the phones. Paul Reynoso checks in on Twitter. Overall, a poor performance by UTEP tonight. Penalties, turnovers, and wide open drop passes were a factor. Now it might be a struggle to get bowl eligibility. Minor Joe checks in. Those are game changers. Incredible game changers that could, that should never happen. Unacceptable in my book. No way should this team ever lose to Middle Tennessee. Time for a change. Either offensive coordinator or head coach adrian m nine one two three eight nine one nine tweets us failure to come out running the ball in the second half yeah that's another thing sal i mean we talk about play distribution 34 passes to 34 runs i don't like that man it needs to be at least 65 percent run um you know 35 percent pass at least you know what i i want i agree there as far as that percentage right 65 run 35 pass but as far as coming out I mean, man, that they had that touchdown. They they yeah, still had that they touchdown. Did. So they I, did. I I can't. I'll say this: sixty to forty instead yeah. of sixty five thirty five. At least for this game, just to give some leeway on that sure. on that play there. But man, I I mean, there there's been mistakes around you know pretty much all over the offense, and you know we can I guess percentage wise put it on a certain group or not. But still, though, the fact of the matter is. As a team, when it's time to, to no pun intended on the campaign, but when it's time to rise up, they don't do that right. in, these, in these moments. So um, plenty to go all around with that. Um, yeah. I'll leave it there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, Sal. Uh, let's keep it moving. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. If you'd like to get into the show, 915-505-6009. Emart tweets the show. They um, Actually, this is Garrett who tweets us the sh- uh, tweets us here on Minor Talk. Middle Tennessee gave up over 1,600 yards of offense and over 120 points in the last three games. Scoring 13 points at home against that defense is inexcusable. Dimmel is the group of five Jimbo Fisher. He runs an outdated offense and refuses to give up the reins. Also, checking in is Tortuga EP. Pathetic, he tweets us. Just simply put. Uh, 915 Sun City tweets us. Miners didn't play well. However, they tied it up at 17 and that same corrupt referee screwed us. Would have loved to see that game played out tied at 17. Um, I don't know. I, it's kind of like what Adam said earlier. He said the same thing, and I, I don't know. I don't know if that would have ever changed anything there. Poncho checks in on Twitter. Once again, sub, uh, once again, a subpar performance by quarterback Gavin Hardison, and once again, Dimmel gets outcoached in the second half. Hashtag minor talk. Adrian tweets us, Pains to me to admit UTEP football is a 5-7 and seven team at best this season. The coaching staff has failed this team. Yes, that was a BS call that negated a touchdown, but it's not the reason this team lost tonight. Coaching and play calling was hashtag coaching matters, hashtag minor talk. UTEP Mineto checks in. I have never heard a coach give the opposing team so much credit and praise. Interesting. Um, Rip City Trades tweets us. Let's see what happens. They need to chill with these slow starts. Uh, Coach Solis with a selfie. I mean, he looks disgrace. I've never seen something like this, Sal. He looks so sad. He tw- he texted us and tweeted us, not texted us. He tweeted us a picture of himself 
face palming, and he said, the pain of being a UTEP football fan is like no other. Now I know what Charlie Brown feels like every time he tries to kick a football. Not surprising <laughs> if Hankins enters the transfer portal in the offseason. Can we start basketball season already at 600 ESPN El Paso? Oh, man. I'll say this. If if there's a bunch of sarcasm going around, at least it's this late in the year. This isn't, there you go. This isn't you know, some September quote. This is a almost November quote. But I mean, there, there's still some some chances. However, what team is going to show up? Good yeah. point there, Sal. Connie Torres checks in. Because the refs are always against us, not because the players aren't good. If the refs were fair, UTEP would be bowl eligible. I disagree, Connie, but I, I get it. I hear what your frustrations. Uh, King Eric checks in. Kelly Arkari, trash, was supposed to be the ju- best Juco wide receiver in the class. Hasn't done anything all season. Hardison actually played decent this game aside from the pick, drop passes, and horrible calls that lost him the game. Uh, I disagree about Kelly Arkari, you know, being trash. I think that's really, you know, far. Uh, that, that's that's a little far right there. But I will say that this was one of his better games. Three catches, 22 mm-hmm. receiving yards. He was at least involved in the game. Uh, we haven't seen uh, Kelly Arcari involved, and I think that's where his, uh, I guess maybe his distaste might come for uh, the, the junior college transfer. You know what? I, I think it's there. Obviously, the potential's there, but um, it, with more opportunities that come his way, you feel better about them the last couple of weeks than, I guess, the first, what, seven games or so yeah. of the year. Uh, but still, though, I, I think with this offense, if they're not running the ball, they're, they're kind of in catch-up mode. And also, too, when, when it comes to just efficiency in general, they, they got to be putting themselves in, in position as well. I know that people are harping on the play calling, but drops aren't helping. And, um, you know, simple mistakes as far as penalties aren't helping as well. So it's... I'm kind of teetering off of the point, but yeah, Akari's looked better these last two weeks than earlier. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's he's in routes. He's playing in, in different snaps. That's a, a good looks sign. Looks more fluid now. Yeah, he yeah. looks a little bit more fluid. I, I think they just need to get him more involved, more opportunities. Uh, but hey, I can say that about a lot of receivers, including some who don't even play. Uh, we have a poll going on right now on our Twitter page. It's a final. Middle Tennessee defeats UTEP 23-13. The Miners drop a disappointing loss during homecoming with three games left. UTEP needs to win two more. Does UTEP become bowl eligible? Currently right now, 72% of the votes out of 53 votes so far have said no, they will not. And uh, 28% of the votes say yes, UTEP gets to a bowl still. Uh, Let's hear your thoughts. You can give us a call, 915-505-6009 as we go to UTEP Minetto, who's joining us next on the show. Minetto, what's going on, man? It's good to hear from you. Oh, how you doing, Mr. Agent? And um, I'm glad. Um, thank you for always taking my calls. And it's you're you're the best post game show that UTEP has. Uh, Appreciate I, it. You thank know you. what? I've, I've I've heard a lot of negativity, and I want to say this because you know the guys, the football players that I talk to that that are very welcoming to me. Um, all all the team needs to do. I'm going to be positive. Is the coaches need to do go back to running the game? Do what was play the game, what use what was working for them, eliminate the small mistakes, and we go to a bowl. That's I think that's really well put, man. I think you're putting it perfectly. Like, eliminate yeah. the, the small mistakes because those small mistakes have piled up, and they piled up in this game. That led to the loss. 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at what they did against Boise State, even though you know it was a very beat up team, um, you know, a lot of people thought that UTEP did have a chance, even though people don't think so. But if the coaches continue to keep you know their foot on the gas, dictate the tempo of the game once again. If it's boring or not, but if it's working, go back to it. We need to run these backs that we have. If you know, if we can give them, like you said, 70, 30, 65, 35, um, they, they can control the game. And, you know, this way, those side passes, I'm, I'm really bored of them. But if you, you start doing something that, that moves the ball, play action, but I will say this, the guys will make the bowl. They clean up these small mistakes. Uh, the coaches, you know, sit back and actually say, hey, you know what? Yeah, what was working? And they, they use it. I believe they go to a bowl game and possibly win one. Um, we need to get healthy as well. Uh, that's something that I saw, you know, four or five players on the field um, in the, you know, less than six minutes left. We're, hoard- we're holding their ribs, their arms, but they were still playing through the pain. Um, so to me, that's going to be a, a very important and a key element for them making a bowl is to get healthy again. Okay, good stuff, Mineto. Hey, appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in as always. Uh, loved your opinions on this one. Let's go to Gabriel, who's joining us next on the phone lines, 915-505-6009. If you'd like to weigh in, now is the time to do it. Here with us on Minor Talk, 915-505-6009. Hey, Gabriel, what's going on? Good evening, guys. How are you? I'm doing well, Gabriel. How about yourself? Doing okay, doing okay. Uh, speaking as a current student, too. Um, nice, okay, cool. It's just, yeah. I mean, I we me and my my group have always been going to the games, and you know we always really really try to turn on the on the on the team, and we really wish wish more students would go out to the games. You know, I know that's been a topic in uh, the past couple of shows that sure get students to go, and and it's just hard to go and see you know uh, games like this where it's a winnable game. You know, we have defense makes a couple of stops, and then you know especially recovering that fumble, and then the offense goes out and they actually lose yards. No, they, it's just it, it's the inconsistencies are are you know hard for 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 us to watch I guess and you know I'm not sure what the future of the season looks like it's just it's I don't know if we need to have another players meeting or something because I worked before but I mean it's hard to it's hard to tell hey uh just out of curiosity what are the reasons why your friends or or maybe acquaintances that you know at utep what's the reasons they don't go to games like what what do they tell you hey i've got this hey i've got that like what what's the reasons why uh you know students your fellow students don't go to games you know i i i believe you know and what i hear too is it's hard to sit through you know three-hour, you know, four-hour game. And, and, you know, that takes a lot of time out of their schedules, especially if they're not winning, you know. And I, I think the lack of other students not going makes it hard, you know. And it's just they, they'd rather go home and study than watch the offense, you know, support the team, you know. And it's, it's, kind of, it's hard to put it that way, but I think, that's what it, that's, I think that's what it is, you know. Hey, Gabriel, do you think they make a bowl game? It's the next, the, down the stretch, it's going to be hard. I, I, I don't see them winning two games. Maybe okay. the one at home, hopefully they can win at home, but I don't see them winning two games. 
Okay. All right, Gabriel. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, you bring good perspective, Gabriel, so give us a call back. I'd love to hear from you more on this because that's some good stuff, especially if you go to all these games uh, pretty often. Chris Banks tweets the show, Trent Thompson dropped a wide-open touchdown pass, but who cares? At least UTEP was get, uh, able to get past it and score a touchdown to tie the game. Oh, wait, never mind. Despite the drop pass by Thompson, UTEP got screwed by the pass interference call, which completely changed the momentum. Uh, This coming in from Joe Chacon. I look at it like this. Once they review the film, they'll understand how they lost this. You can't rely on the outside factors to determine the game like the refs. Run the ball. Bull eligibility will come. Let's get this. Hashtag repping from Colorado now. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Hashtag Zane is almost OG. Uh, Noah checks in on the show. Bring back the Sun Bull fireworks. Hashtag minor talk. Okay, okay, maybe. Uh, My name is Jeff, making an appearance back on the show. I cry. The Miners almost won the game, but mistakes cost them. I want a bowl game. I believe still. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag UTEP monsters on Halloween. What a guy. What a guy. He's dressed up as a diehard fan, I guess. <laughs> Probably. Hey, uh, UTEP Zay checks in and reminds us, Jeremiah Ballard, not on the field at all. Mm-hmm. That's a that's very true. Uh, Kelly Arcari, we talked about him being on the field. Well, uh, speaking of opportunities, Jeremiah Ballard with zero of those tonight. Uh, Mr. Rip City Trades tweets us, going to say it now, UTEP beats Rice on Thursday, hashtag minor talk. What do you think, Sal? If you got gut reaction, no man, I I just don't see it. Rice, you say loss. I say loss because Rice has shown they could get it done. I mean, they got it done against UAB. Yeah, they're coming off a loss to Charlotte. It's funny you beat one of the best teams and you lose to probably the worst team, but still though they've shown that they can beat one of the top teams in Conference USA. Whereas UTEP, uh, they haven't so far. Rice or UTSA, one of those teams has to make the bowl a bowl eligibility. You know, a bowl game this year, and uh, both you know. Rice right now four and four, UTEP four and five. Uh, it feels like this is kind of you know bowl games on the line on both sides. So uh, Thursday night will be very interesting in that regard. Minor Joe checks in. Uh, Fresno State just stole a game from San Diego State football. FYI, thank you. You're watching some late college football just like us. We're watching some meaningless uh, UCLA Stanford. And, and you know what's interesting? Uh, I, and I'm a, I might be a little bit of a hypocrite because I just shouted out uh, Rice for beating UAB. Whereas if we look at one of the teams in that same conference that um, that they're watching the game on with San Diego State and um, in Fresno, Boise State undefeated in the Mountain West, six and two overall. I think five wow. and zero in the conference play. Uh, I'll, I'll see what the record is. One, two, three, four. Yeah, five and zero in conference play for the Mountain West. So they've shown that they could get it done too. But either way, I don't know, man. Rice is at home as well. I'll give me any reason or excuse. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. It's gonna be an interesting one right there, Sal. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a break right now. When we get back, we're gonna get to our awards here on the show. We're gonna start wrapping things up here on Minor Talk. We're gonna we're on a quick turnaround right here for Thursday. So if you want to weigh in, now is the time to do it. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine to get into Minor Talk. We'll bring all our awards. We'll talk about this game. We'll preview the next game and. And we'll also talk a little UTEP basketball. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Idietta Agency. More in a moment, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 
Oh my gosh, Sal. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the birthday comeback on this uh, Minor Talk edition. Happy 21st. Thanks, Sal. Appreciate it. Now I'm now I'm old enough to go to a Halloween party after this. Now you're old enough to <laughs> shop at Specs. There you go. Shout out to Specs. They bring us our play of the game. We'll get to that award here later on on Minor Talk. If anybody has a late call and they want to duck in one with us, now is the time to do it. 915-505-6009. We're going to keep things a little shorter tonight. Uh, usually been going on um, you know, an hour, hour and a half. Uh, we're about an hour in so far. Let's keep things moving. Uh, Rip City Trades checks in on Twitter. UTEP needs a Graham Harrell offense. Hashtag minor talk. Make UTEP fun again. Um, this one coming in from Kevin. Eh, Rice got their asses kicked today from a very bad Charlotte team. Not going to be an easy game for UTEP. 915 Sun City tweets us. Free Hankins. UTEP Minetto. How much did the last caller drink? Hashtag minor talk. Alex. Uh, This coming in from Richard. Uh, I hate to keep going back to a contract extension to a coach that lost five of the last six games. He was not competitive in a bad conference. A coach in year four that didn't even play the top three teams in the conference and still was not competitive in the standings. But yet, a two-year extra. Yeah, I get you, Richard. Uh, This coming in from Eddie Morelos. What was the final time of the game? Uh, The game lasted three hours and 16 minutes. Not long enough. No, I, I want an eight-hour game so that way Sicko's committee can, there can you get go. a load of it. Yeah. What was the time of possession? Time of possession, UTEP won it 32 minutes to 27 minutes for Middle Tennessee. And uh, he said, Peter Pete is awesome. You're awesome, Eddie. I appreciate you. Uh, Joe Chacon. Um, actually, I read this tweet earlier, so I won't read it again. But thanks, Joe Chacon. You always, you always check in on Twitter for us. Uh, let's keep things moving. Let's talk a little UTEP basketball today, Sal. You're going to like this one. I got some inside info, and I'll tweet this out probably tomorrow. Yeah. Um, before, you know, I-, I wanted to say it first on Minor Talk before I shine more light on it on Twitter. But uh, this coming in from Jeff Goodman, uh, Texas Tech. It was this close scrimmage today between Texas Tech and UTEP. Uh, Texas Tech struggled against UTEP today. They won by four, and they had issues scoring down low, talking about the Red Raiders. They won today 76-72 against UTEP. Miners kept it close today. Best players for the UTEP, Shamar Givens, Calvin Solomon. I'll give you some numbers right now. Calvin Solomon had 13 points, 10 rebounds, the Stephen F. Austin transfer. Shamar Givens, the Evansville transfer, he's going to be the best player on this team. He had 15 points and five assists. Otis Frazier had 12 points. He had more points than Jamari Sibley today. And Zarek Onyema had 12 points as well. A lot of balance. Uh, coach said that, or uh, excuse me, uh, the, the UTEP basketball team played 10 different players in this one. And uh, for the Miners, they turned Texas Tech over 23 times. So defensively, they're yeah. there. They out-rebounded Texas Tech in this game by 12. So you see that UTEP has what it takes to hang in with some of the best of them right there. Uh, Texas Tech, definitely a down game for them. But UTEP basketball fought hard on the road. 
Well, they they're correcting some of the things that um, that fans wanted to see them correct going into this year, right? I, I, we know it's a scrimmage, but when you can do it against Texas Tech and have four guys double figures, I mean, I don't even see the full stat sheet, but just off of those numbers you gave me, four guys scoring double figures, so that means that there's a lot of uh, love going around on the offense in order to get those points. But aside from that, they wanted them to get big, so with uh, Solomon getting double-digit rebounds and also they're mentioning that Texas Tech had trouble scoring down low. Yep, that's yep. huge because they got they got eight up down there last year. That's right. That's right. And if UTEP gets uh, further along in their front court defensively and offensively, that bodes very – it doesn't matter which guards they have. And, and you know what? I, I know uh, part two, I know it's just a scrimmage, but compare last year's first scrimmage to, uh, to this year's first scrimmage and – Kind of like that mark seems like they're more aligned uh, with the team chemistry earlier on than where they got to it last year. So what I'm getting at is they could be a more complete team earlier on. Hopefully, I mean, this is all just uh, speculative on my part, but I mean, it's a, it's a good sign there. We'll see. Yeah, it is. Uh, the hard part for UTEP is they go up against Texas the first game. That's going to be a, a team that yeah. could be you know a top five team when it's all said and done in the country, they're they're that good, Texas. And if they fall short of that, that's a disappointing. I mean, a disappointment. So um, Texas is going to be a team to watch. That first game, New Mexico State is that first game at home. Um, I'm just I'm cur- I'm so uh, fascinated to watch this new look Joe Golding squad in their first game. So right around the corner is uh, UTEP tipping off against Texas. So looking forward to that. Going back over to our poll right now, we had one that asked everybody uh, UTEP. They just had this disappointing loss during homecoming. By the way, homecoming 10,727 fans. Uh, terrible, terrible attendance today. How many um, – with this one, UTEP needs two more games to win and to become bowl eligible. We're currently right now, 70% of our voters say no, UTEP will not make a bowl game, and 30% of the votes say yes, UTEP gets to a bowl game. So, uh, yeah, lopsided right now. Everybody fresh off this loss, really not high on this team and feeling very skeptical when it comes to the minors. Hey, Sal, let's get over to our awards yeah. here on the show and let's wrap things up. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about – Rice next week as well as we we, we kind of did earlier, uh, but let's first start off with our play of the game for this one. Now, play of the game, this one, you know, you could have gone the Tyron Smith four-yard touchdown pass by Gavin Hardison, but I'm going to go uh, another field goal by Gavin Beckley, the 47-yarder that capped off a 10-play 59-yard drive. Look, it wasn't his fault that they elected to go uh, for a field goal at this point, and I actually thought this was the right move at this point. He kicks that 47 seven-yard field goal, and it's money. That was six, uh, 16 in a row for Gavin Beckley. Here's the field goal. Ramos has it. It's down. Kick is on its way. Plenty of height. Plenty of distance. Automatic. Gavin Beckley has nailed another one. Automatic. That's right. He is automatic. And our play of the game is brought to you by Specs, Wines, Spirits, and Finer Foods. They've been a Texas family-owned destination for selection and saving since 1962. Specs is your one-stop shop with literally thousands of wines, spirits, and beers at everyday lower prices. Visit specsonline.com for a ton of recipes and to find your nearest Specs location because the fun starts here with Specs. Let's get to our Heineken player of the game this coming up uh, here on this one on on the show 
we had some different options. You could go Tyron Smith on the wide receiver end. He had 10 catches, 117 receiving yards, and a touchdown. But we're going the, the defensive route. Linebacker Cal Wallerstedt, 14 total tackles and two sacks. Cal Wallerstedt winning our, our player of the game. And that's thanks to Heineken reminding you to drink Heineken. Also, let's go over to our Oscar Arieta Agency drive of the game. This one was the 14-play, 83-yard drive that lasted just under four minutes right before half to tie things up. It was a four-yard touchdown pass by Gavin Hardison to Tyron Smith, uh, and this one capped off our drive of the game. Tyron Smith motions left. The snap. Hardison to throw. They're blitzing. He fires left, and it is caught by Tyron Smith near the left pylon. Touchdown, Miners! When it comes to bundling home, auto, and life insurance, trust the experts at the Oscar ID at the agency. They're going to be giving away a Tim Hardaway signed autographed jersey. You can check more out, um, all their giveaways out up online right now. And it's easy. If you uh, know UTEP, just remember this username, or excuse me, this URL. It's riseup915.com to learn more about the Oscar ID at the agency and their giveaways. Uh, Sal, that's going to wind things down for us here. UTEP plays Rice on Thursday. Rice, uh, as we mentioned earlier, they got killed against Charlotte 56-23. What do we take away from that one right there? Charlotte, uh, excuse me, Rice losing at home against a bad Charlotte team. Does that give life to UTEP? It should because uh, you're looking for anything that you can use. So just off of that bad performance, what plays did Charlotte run that they were able to exploit the uh, the Rice defense? They dropped 56. I mean, I don't know how many were like turnovers or whatnot, but just looking at face value, 56 points is a lot. They got to see what Charlotte did right and mimic it. Yeah, I'm with you there, Sal. Um, we do have one call to get to here on Minor Talk before we wind things down here on the program. We'll take this last call, run down some other final scores, North Texas kills Western Kentucky today. Bit of a surprise, 40-13. to Florida Atlantic, speaking of surprise, they beat out UAB coming off a bad loss to uh, UTEP. They beat UAB 24-17 at home. And uh, yeah, that happened earlier today. Also, of course, uh, Florida International surprising a lot of people by beating Louisiana Tech. Yeah, the Bulldogs now 2-6 and six on the season. Not looking like the same team that beat UTEP 41-31. But uh, nonetheless, FIU defeats Louisiana Tech 42-34. That FIU game is now now not necessarily a shoe-in victory for the Miners. It's going to be a lot you know tougher for UTEP to actually beat FIU at home on Senior Day. Uh, as we continue here on Miner Talk, our telephone number is 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to check in here on Miner Talk, 915-505-6009. And we also have our poll going up as well. This is our 600 ESPN El Paso poll. Uh, Miners dropping the game during homecoming with three games left. Um, we uh, UTEP needs two to win. And does UTEP become bowl eligible? Uh, 70% of our voters say no. And then 30% say yes. As we wind things down here on Miner Talk and we look toward next week, the Miners hosting, um, excuse me, on the road against Rice. This one we will have coverage for you early. It's a 4 o'clock countdown to kickoff. Kickoff is set for 5 o'clock itself, and then uh, we will have minor talk after that one as well. And then a quick turnaround, minor talk after a basketball game on Monday, November 7th, to start things off. It's Tex 
Texas versus UTEP. Uh, looks like the caller had just a question off air, so we're going to wrap things up here on Minor Talk as we continue. Middle Tennessee defeats UTEP 24-13. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Broadus. We're going to sign off today, and we're going to say so long, and thanks so much for listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar IDF Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.